Now, welcome to another inspiring edition of Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Curran. Good morning. Welcome to Sunset. This is Dr. Tom Kern. It's great to be with you today. I've got two interviews. I'm so excited about that. And it's going to cover the whole program. These are both leaders of events happening this weekend. One in Spokane at the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center and the other one at Black Diamond Camp in Auburn, Washington. Both of the events are on the theme of forgiveness, healing, freedom, the gifts of forgiveness. And you know, at the Black Diamond Camp, the Redeemed in Christ prayer group is bringing in Father Greg Bramlage to talk about healing in Christ. More on this in a minute. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Well, let me welcome to the program, Father Greg Bramlage. Father Greg is joining me uh, from the, Father, are you in the Midwest right now? Are you in Indiana? Well, I'm uh, a diocesan priest with the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, Indiana, but for the past 12 years, I've been released by my archbishop to spread the good news throughout the world and the United States in particular. So I've been on loan to five dioceses up to now, and I'm currently in Tyler, Texas. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, and boy, I love that. Uh, that, that beautiful sense of saying that the Lord has a mission for you. And he has a way of opening up what might be a, a non-ordinary way of fulfilling the specific missions that he has for us. Uh, Father Greg Amen. is joining me today because of a mission that he is uh, going to be leading in, in just a short, uh, a short number of days from now, on the 26th to the 28th um, of January. And it's happening at um, a, a camp in Black Diamond. And um, we're going to talk more about that in, in just a bit. It's January 26th to 28th on Freedom in Christ and God's Healing Love. It's a beautiful retreat that's going to be coming up, and it's sponsored by Renewed in Christ Catholic Charismatic Community. So, Father Greg, I, you, we were chatting a bit before the interview, and you mentioned something that I had to smile at, and it was that you and I have had a connection in the past uh, connected to some of my work in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal around the gift of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Amen, yes. About 14 years ago, when I was still pastor of a few parishes in Indiana, we um, saw um, an advertisement on the talks that you offered. And so we were looking for a, a fresh um, speaker on the topic. And uh, so back then, we, we did it through, uh, it was either DVD or uh, the old recording set. Um, there was no Bluetooth or anything. And uh, we, sh we had the whole church packed, and they were all watching you on the big screen for like six weeks. That is amazing. That makes me smile. I love that. It's like, you never know how God is going to use you 
to bring about, you know, the work of his kingdom and the work that he has placed into your hands. And um, I, I I love that. I love hearing that. Every now and again, I'll have a story come up like that. And so this was a, a pleasant surprise and, and it's uh, really nice to hear. So Father, I have to smile. It's uh, you uh, in your own description on your website, uh, you lead with the fact that you were born in 1964. Yeah, I'm like, I was born in 1964, but I hide that. I don't <laughs> like to lead with that. But, uh, I, and then in 1990, you graduated from Marian College, and then you heard this call to the priesthood. And I love that. What was what was that genesis like for you of that sense of saying, as, a, as an adult, uh, I have this call to follow Christ in, uh, as, a, as a priest, as a priest of Jesus Christ? Well, it's, it, it... I don't know, probably or perhaps different than many priests who were called into the ministry. Um, but uh, my whole life was geared towards getting married, having a successful business, having a large family and living happily ever after. And I had um, I, one of my, you know, I probably had two uh, reconnections with God or reconversions or a deeper um, a thing happened to me. And in the first one is when I, as a young man at 18, I, I found the catechism of the Catholic Church, and I had never been open to that truth before. Um, we didn't have Catholic schooling. Our family was poor. We had the public school in CCD, and that wasn't so good back in the 70s. So we didn't get a lot of information. But once I found the truth in the catechism, it just set my heart on fire with love for the Catholic Church and this incredible desire to know more and to give myself more freely to the Lord in any way that he wanted. And after reading about eight bookshelves full of Catholic books on the saints and dogma and church history, everything you can think of, um, I wind up in the seminary. But that was only after a number of uh, key people and additional people pointed out that they thought I had a vocation to the priesthood. And so listening to them and one of them being my pastor, I just jumped off the fence and said, well, let's just give it a try. And after five years of seminary came out, um, still a bit uh, shaky or scared in the vocation until you get to work. And then once you start bringing souls to Christ or bringing people deeper in a relationship with Jesus, then you start realizing that it was the right thing to do. That's amazing. And Father Greg, it's uh, when you look at the places and the things that God has brought you to, I mean, you've been around Africa, India, Central and South America, and, and across the U.S., proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also having the sense of openness and uh, moving in the power of the Holy Spirit to bring about deliverance and healing and proclaiming the new evangelization with power. That is that is for me just so wonderful to hear. And I, I'm going to guess, like, did you have any idea that this is how the Lord was going to unfold his mission and ministry in your life as you were in the seminary and, and getting or getting ordained? Um, it's interesting because, you know, we were always taught in the seminary. I went to Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland, which I considered one of the best seminaries in the world, uh, especially at the time. Uh, because seminaries were going through a lot of uh, struggles uh, with the, the the faith. But I went to one of the best, and they always encouraged us to do a holy hour every day, which we were faithful to. 
when you bring the, the scriptures with you, uh, the Bible into the chapel in front of the sacrament, and you just you say, speak, O Lord, your servant's listening, and then he starts putting thoughts in your hearts. And I went for five years doing that every every night in the chapel with Jesus. And um, I remember reading about the miracles and the healings and the deliverances. And one day, I, towards the end of seminary, um, I thought, you know, I have to I have to know the answer to this question before I get ordained. And so I went up to one of my professors and I said, you know, all these things that we read about in the scripture, miracles, healings and deliverances. I said, um, as a priest, once I get ordained, am I going to be expected to be involved in this type of ministry? And I was a little bit taken back by the answer. Um, the, the professor was highly, highly educated. And he said, no, I don't need to worry or be concerned about that because, in his opinion, the miracles and healings and deliverances were only for the beginning years of the church to get the, the faith started. And that once the faith got started, we no longer needed the miracles, healings, and deliverances. So he said, you probably won't need to be concerned at all about that. And so I got ordained uh, thinking, okay, well, there you go. And within two, two weeks after ordination, after starting my first assignment, I got a phone call by someone who had um, needed an exorcist and an exorcism because they said there were things flying around in their house and they needed a Catholic priest. So I got dipped into this ministry just two weeks after ordination. And it was kind of a trial by fire, but my pastor, um, when I was a layman, was the exorcist for the diocese. And so he encouraged me just go and help her in whatever way you can. And it turned out to be a, a huge success, you know, the power of the Lord's name. And when we give our, put our faith in Jesus, all things become possible. Her house got cleaned out of demons and it was very, very bad. And uh, so from that point on, I've been in the ministry for uh, 28 plus years. That's amazing. And, and Father Greg, it, it, it sounds like with that, like the Lord had this literally assigned to you. And over time, this became a, uh, an apostolate within your own parish of um, an openness to invite folks to come, uh, to come close to the Lord in the church and to minister healing and deliverance. And I want to say that's something that still for many, many Catholics that's a foreign idea that they can draw close to the Lord at their Catholic church and they have their own pastor or a priest praying with them for healing of, of so many dimensions of their lives, right? Not just physical healing, but emotional and mental and spiritual and uh, healing of memories and healing of the family tree. And then also deliverance, right? So de deliverance and, and even pointing towards in, in those rare rare circumstances, exorcisms as well. Um, to yeah. have something like that be part of your your mission as a parish priest, that's that's rarely seen. And I think what a wonderful gift. You know, um, the bottom line is, and I hope and pray this for everyone, but the bottom line in my life was, I, I was from the moment, you know, I entered the seminary, sold out to Jesus, um, not, not moving in the Holy Spirit, but my bottom line was everything for God. And I, whatever God wanted, I wanted. Now, 
I had a lot of um, <clears throat> control issues, which is the uh, killer uh, of faith and the killer of going deeper in your Holy Spirit relationship. And so my priesthood was quite controlled for the first couple of years. And then finally, um, you know, kind of hit a brick wall after following all the rules in the, in the, in the books, you know, whether it's catechism, canon law, or the rubrics of the mass, doing everything you can possibly do as a priest, offering everything that you have and still getting such low results. I, I thought my priesthood can't just be for 35 people every week, the same people. And so somebody recognized, you know, my situation and said, Father, you, you need to come to uh, Steubenville, uh, Ohio, come with us to a faith conference and let Father Scanlon, who's the chancellor, pray over you, pray with you for the Holy Spirit to be released in a deeper way. So I went, I, I was opposed to this kind of ministry uh, up to that time. I was like St. Paul trying to stamp out this ministry. I didn't see where it had any standing in the church. It didn't make sense to me. And so I had to surrender my need to know how this operates and what we're getting involved in and just go and say, Jesus, I surrender. Come, Holy Spirit, I want all that you have to offer. When Father prayed over me, um, something um, huge happened, which in the short amount of time that he laid hands upon me and prayed for the Holy Spirit to come upon me, I my life was totally transformed, only I didn't know it at the moment. I, I felt felt this huge euphoric feeling uh, come into me um, that can only be described as what they felt on Pentecost, and then it was over, and then I went back to my priesthood and my parish thinking, you know, just keep doing what I've been doing up to now, and then the Lord started bringing people into my life who needed to be delivered or marriage problems or um, physical problems. And when we prayed, people started getting healed. Uh, people started having their evil spirits cast out. People started uh, coming into a new relationship with the Holy Spirit and say, We're, oh my gosh, how, is this from because I said, come Holy Spirit, Jesus, I surrender. And apparently it was. So just being ignited in, in the Holy Spirit, when I finally surrendered with Father Scanlon praying over me, that's what set everything in motion. And from that point forward, I just tried to stay out of the driver's seat and said, Jesus, you take control. I, I give up on trying to know everything and figure everything out. I'm just going to let you tell me what you want me to do next. And so from that point forward, he started opening up one thing after another. And before you know it, we were doing four deliverances a week at my parish. I had some helpers. Every time we took one parishioner to deliverance. They wanted to join me in the ministry. And uh, after a while, we probably had one third of the parish uh, who had gone through deliverance ministry and set on fire with the Holy Spirit. And we grew this, the Lord grew this huge ministry in our parish. And we started having conferences twice a year with a thousand people coming. And it just got bigger and bigger. Then he one day told me to, to go. And I didn't understand what that meant. But I got invited to go to El Salvador, and there we went with uh, about 12 parishioners, and I said, I'll only go if we can pray with the people. Don't know Spanish, but I just want to pray with the people. So we did a, a healing prayer service, and all these people got up and testified to being healed of these, these serious things. 
And that made me a true believer in the ministry when I saw the, the transformation, the, the physical healings. And I thought, Jesus, where are you taking us? When I got back to the parish, I get a phone call out of nowhere from a priest I never met in Hawaii saying, hey, will you come do a parish mission at our place? And they said, how did you find out about us? And roundabout, somebody told them. We went there, and the next thing you know, we're going off to India, then over to Africa, Central and South America. And so as long as I didn't say no, and I kept saying, okay, Lord, yes, just show me the way, and the Lord kept opening more and more doors. So it's, it's probably been about 14 or 16 years since that experience, and it just keeps getting stronger, deeper, and bigger. Wow. I, 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 so I, I, there's so many things that I want to tease out of what you were sharing, Father. I'm talking with Father Greg Bramlage today. Father Greg is going to be in uh, the South King County area, folks. If you're in Tacoma, Seattle, or you're just on the west side there in the Puget Sound, Father is going to be in uh, at Black Diamond Camp. It's a beautiful camp. It's a beautiful grounds where retreats are held. And there's a retreat that he's going to be leading on the 26th to the 28th. That's just coming up this Friday to Sunday. And it is Friday, January the 26th through the 28th. It begins at dinner at five. And then there's some praise uh, music, 630. And then it continues all day Saturday. And then Sunday morning, uh, you're done uh, by by uh, lunchtime. Uh, lunchtime, including lunch and the Sunday mass there as well. And there's so many themes here that are connected to the things that Father's talking about, about experiencing God's healing love and experiencing freedom in Christ. That's the theme for this retreat coming up. Talking with Father Greg Bramlage today. Father Greg, uh, you know, the Lord says, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I'll give you rest. I would say that, uh, Father, you know, Father Greg, folks that are listening, I know they're laboring. I know they're burdened, but do they know where to come to Jesus, how to access, how to come close to him to experience the, the rest, the release, the healing, the anointing, the freedom that the Lord really has in store for us? And it seems to me, looking at the, the, the talks that you have lined up for this uh, retreat, it would be a very powerful moment of healing for folks uh, I mean, Father, I'm sure you've given this retreat before, but again, quickly, folks, just listening to this, healing through forgiveness, healing through repentance, healing through obedience, prayers to break curses, prayers to forgive, healing our relationship with God, prayers of surrender, healing through the name of Christ, prayer for physical healing, and then testimonies. Wow. I mean, who who doesn't want to access that? I mean, Father, talk a little bit about what happens on uh, retreats that you're able to give like this in terms of freedom and healing and experiencing God's love? Well, the uh, the interesting and wonderful part of it is you don't have to really do anything or know anything prior to. The greatest thing, gifts, or thing that you can do and bring with you is your gift of surrender. Surrender to God, and then he will do everything for you. And so, for example, on the first night, Friday, we're doing uh, healing through forgiveness. Um, everything's on PowerPoint, up on a big screen. We'll show people who um, have suffered terribly uh, physical problems uh, for years. 
And then we led them through the spiritual exercises, one of them being forgiveness of enemies. And um, to share with you on video of one young girl in particular, who after she finally forgave the person who she uh, termed as the one who took her life away from her, once she forgave him, she got healed of um, rheumatoid arthritis, um, paralysis of the legs, um, a number of things. She had a mental problem too. She was seeing a psychiatrist once every week. And all of that got healed once she gave in to Jesus because he asked her to forgive the man who she said took her life. And once she did, everything else fell into place. But we do that on Friday night. Usually the, the people are weeping um, because the Lord Jesus himself is the one taking people through this, what we call the litany of forgiveness. Um, and it's the healing of their hearts from the pain that they've been carrying around for so long without realizing it. Once they give it to Jesus and they allow him to come in and bring healing into their hearts, then it opens them up to receive physical healing as well as blessing in their life in areas that they may have been struggling for so long. When we go into Saturday, we start with healing uh, through repentance. And people don't realize that there are obstacles that stand in our way of having our prayers answered. When we're petitioning God to help us find a good job, find a good spouse, um, get enough money to pay our bills, whatever, and our prayers aren't being answered, people don't realize that sometimes we have obstacles that stand in the way in our relationship with God, that if we would just cooperate with Jesus and do what he's asking, um, you know, if there's sin in our life, and he, he gives us that grace to repent of it and to truly turn the other way, um, there's incredible blessing that will come, not just physical healing, but breakthroughs in finances, in marriages, in relationships. And uh, so the Lord, you know, he's not limited. As, as much as we open ourselves up to him is how much he can bless us. Then we move on to healing through obedience. People don't realize there's so much tied into the Ten Commandments. And a lot of people don't even know what the Ten Commandments are. They couldn't recite them if you asked them. And that's, that's sad. But we need to be familiar with these Ten Commandments of the Lord. And the first one especially, have no gods before me. Because people don't realize, and I, I train exorcists, um, and I try to teach and work with bishops as well, that if we don't get out in front of the problem of demonic oppression, meaning if we don't start teaching what the first commandment is and what it looks like in the day-to-day -day world that we live in, then people are going to continue to overwhelm us exorcists, and there will be no end in sight to the oppression that people are suffering. Um, but most of the, the oppression demonic oppression that people suffer is all based off of not following the first commandment and knowing um, the different ways that that can be violated. Once people repent and renounce um, things of the occult, of the new age, of witchcraft, and they break that power in the powerful name of Jesus, they get freedom like they never knew was available. And all of a sudden, their life goes from curse to a blessing. Um, and then in the evening, uh, Saturday night, we're going to be healing our relationship with God, which is the most important healing. 
And that all is surrounded by whether or not we are ready and open to surrendering to God all of our fears, our doubts, our worries, and the need to be in control. Um, if we can give those things over to the Lord and just say, Jesus has surrendered, come Holy Spirit, um, a transformation like we've never imagined can happen to us that Jesus promised. I mean, he said, this is the promise of the Father that I send upon you, and that occurred on Pentecost. And so that's the greatest um, blessing that we have in this whole retreat, because that's the jumpstarting of our relationship with God in a very, very personal way. And then, of course, to take that deeper and to continue it on, we go have to go into the Bible from that day forward. On Sunday, we do the big healing service, um, and it's all through the the powerful name of Jesus Christ. People have no idea how much power they can access um, through faith in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to teach them. I, I tell people, nobody gets healed through me laying hands on them. I'm up there at the uh, pulpit. I'm just the coach. And I said, Jesus has made it available to everyone who believes. And so we teach them how to lay hands upon each other, pray in silent prayer for about five or ten minutes, then we use the powerful name of Jesus, and then you see the breakthroughs of the healing of the body, the removal of pain, um, the restoration of, of being able to walk or remove different body parts, and then we go into the healing testimonies. So it's going to be a very power-packed um, retreat. And uh, so if anyone's interested in coming, they still have room for, gosh, I'm not for sure, maybe about 40 people yet. So they'd want to register here soon. They have one week. And um, it's just going to be a house full of believers who are very sincere in their relationship with Jesus. So good people you really want to be around and network with. That's amazing. Uh, Father, I love that you walked us through that weekend. And folks, as, as I heard that, I'm hoping that you're hearing things that you'll want to access because God's healing power, he makes available, and he makes that available in special moments like retreats. And I know you hear about that. We talk about that on Mondays with Father Lewis. He was mentioning that yesterday, the power and importance of um, going on retreats, going to special events where God shows up in power. And Father Greg has been anointed by the Lord precisely for that purpose. And so, folks, I'm going to encourage you to go to Renewed in Christ. RenewedInChrist.com. You'll see right there the banner for signing up for the Freedom in Christ and God's Healing Love Retreat. Again, it's coming up uh, on this weekend, the 26th to the 28th, and Father Greg will be there. And, and more importantly, God's going to be there. The Lord Jesus will be there to move in power, to bring you healing and freedom through the, the various means and ways that Father has designed and discerned and and accomplished uh, in, over the course of his ministry. Father Greg, I really want to thank you for taking time to share this with us today. Folks, I hope you hear in that an invitation to come out, give this set aside this weekend, and you'll be transformed. You, you can have that sense of awakened, renewed faith that Father's talking about. Father, would you just uh, end our interview with a prayer for those who are listening? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you bestow upon us 
They are a sign of your goodness and your closeness to each of us, your children. We pray, Heavenly Father, that by the grace of the Holy Spirit and by our relationship with Jesus, that we may grow deeper in our faith and our walk with the Lord. We pray, Most Holy Spirit, that you may inebriate our minds, intoxicate our souls, set our lives on fire with love for you and all of God's kingdom. Envelop us, surround us all the days of our life. Lead us on the path that leads to everlasting life. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thank you very much, Father Greg. Appreciate your time today on the program. Thank you, Dr. Tom. 